everyone, and welcome to week 12 of the Pretty Crazy Podcast. I'm Jason, and across from me is Melissa, and we're here to introduce you to the strange and gross story (laughs) that is yet to come. I told him he had to be done with dinner before we started this, so everybody, don't eat while you listen to this. Hold your mouth, young man and <laughs> you women. You didn't try to rhyme anything with 12. We will dwell into this t- <laughs> topic and we will see what is in store. 12, okay. Okay, yes. Let's get into it. Last week, we were unable to record. There was some stuff going on in life, and, well, shit happens, so... When you party naked. (laughs) I did a lot of naked partying. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Um, So, usually, we're going to try to do it every week. There's, you know, probably going to be weeks that we miss, but we'll try to keep up on it as much as possible. Um, we appreciate you listening, and hopefully your quarantining is... Thanks, guys. Yes, social distancing. <laughs> hopefully everybody's being safe out there. Let me tell you, um, depositing a $35 check if you have $140,000 in your bank account, not essential business. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, someone's mad. The other day, every single customer I had, every single one, yeah. besides business customers, which those people don't have a choice, were over 65. Yeah. So, the people that we're trying to protect, they're just running... Risking their lives all willy-nilly. And if you use gloves and you touch other parts of anything, you got to get rid of those gloves. Like, if you are using those gloves and then you touch your face and then you use those gloves and then you touch your face... I'll touch you. (laughs) I'll touch you real good. I just hope everybody's being safe out there. And be safe and be cautious. So what story do we have today, young lady? Well, I um I asked my dear dear friend. Oh God, which friend? Amanda. Okay. Which like depraved murder I should cover this week? Because like I the depraved. last two times, <laughs> the last two times I didn't do like a murder, um and I really wanted to come back strong. <laughs> this one's fucked. Come back fucked. That you only hear what you want to hear. Yeah. I mean... Okay, so my sources for this, um, I did get a bunch of different sources. Some of them had, eh, like, differentiating... Equi- a question. Yeah. When you search for sources, did you use Ask Jeeves? <laughs> no, I Google that shit. What? And Bing is a fucking joke. Well, Bing's good for certain things. What? It's, uh, quite nice for adult video viewing. Oh, gross. It has all the videos, like... Side by side, six videos, and you just scroll your mouse across them. Next row, scroll your mouse across them. Bam. There you get to see everything. Google only takes you to one site. (laughs) One video. I mean, somebody sounds like they might be a little bit of... I'm a connoisseur, okay? (laughs) Not an addict. Okay. There is a difference. Oh, my God. Um, Okay, so my sources that I got through Google... Yeah. Um, are the sword, sword, the sword and the scale. Okay. Huff Post. Okay. The Daily Beast. Ooh. And then CBS News. I also watched a like a a CBS special. 
I, I, it wasn't Dateline. It, it, it might have been 48 hours, um, but it was through the CBS site. That's how I found it. My sources came from Pornhub and uh, XNXX.com. So Doesn't your mother listen to this podcast? I don't care. She knows. Also, happy birthday to my happy mother. Happy birthday to, to my mother-in-law. Becky. <laughs> Here we go. This comes out on your birthday. That's a brave story. Sorry we couldn't get you stripping firemen. <laughs> yep, stripping firemen. Here we go. Okay, so this is actually about... His name is David Viennes. David Viennes. 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 They said it... This is, I, I did all of my notes over a week ago. Did they say Vines? Like, I think it's Vines. Like Lions, but Vines. Because I did look it up, but then we didn't record last week, so I think it's Vines. Okay. So he was a chef and owner of the restaurant The Time Cafe, Ooh. which is located in Lomita, California. I have a feeling we're going Scott Tennerman here. <laughs> <laughs> he is a very successful, charismatic, and dominant. That's how he's like described. Ooh, that's like on his BDSM profile. <laughs> successful, charismatic, and Oh, successful, charismatic, and I like to dominate the So it was very hard to make this story work because a lot of the things happened retroactively. Like, we found out what happened afterwards, and the story changed a few times. Yeah. So stick with me here. I think I did this in a pretty logical order, but... I'm brown and straight, baby. If you're Call confused. me a stick. <laughs> if you're confused, just let me know. Okay, so, early 90s. He has um, three kids. Three kids. And he was divorced when he meets Dawn. Um, she waitressed at his at his restaurant at the time. Makes sense. Um, and they got married in 1997. Oh, nice. So, apparently they had a pretty decent marriage. I mean, like, at the time, everybody seemed to think so. Did they have additional kids or no? No. Okay. No. Okay. So, they moved around a bunch until 2008. Um, I didn't really add this in because I, I was really kind of confused where this would fit. Between 97 and 2008, I guess he was arrested a couple of times for drugs, um, for pot growing, which to me, like, it didn't relate to this story, but that's kind of what he was doing between well, 97 and 2008. Yeah, if it takes him an absence from, like, I don't know if he's the, the victim or the perpetrator at this point. So it, you know, it takes him out of the picture for a year, so yes, it's relevant. Yes, yeah, but it, it doesn't play into the story really at all. No. It's trying to build character, but it's... it's. Uh, okay, so he is the bad guy, and they're trying yeah. to make vilify him. Um, but I just feel like a pot dealer, as compared to some other stuff... But dude, apparently dude, there was a... Who says he's stealing it? No, that's what he was arrested for. Was yeah. Was dealing. I, well, because if you have a lot of pot, they assume you're dealing it. That's not always the case. But I think he also had some cocaine charges, too. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. We're skirting. Tra- trade your pot for coke. But this has nothing, I mean, there's a little bit of drug use in the rest of the story, but it hasn't, it's not really re- relevant. Okay. Just a side note of that's what he was side doing. Side note, liked Coke. So, <laughs> I mean. Not a Pepsi guy. Chef, chefs um, work a million hours a week, so. Makes sense. Them and lawyers. I get it. So they moved around, like I said, until 2008, and then they settled into Lomita to open the restaurant at the Time Cafe, the one I mentioned. Yes. Um, and he was the, the chef and the owner. And then Dawn was the hostess. Hostess with the mostess. <laughs> in 2009, the restaurant um, underwent some renovations. And Dawn worked, um, like I said, as a hostess. So she, she worked, she didn't, wasn't really able to work during that time. 
Yeah. Um, but then David was going to work on all the renovations. David so they were kind of um, stressed because they only had single income. It began to kind of make a strain on the marriage. Yeah. Um, it was a little bit blurry on whether she was working or not, or if he was making any money. But like the, the restaurant was being like redone at this point. Oh, okay. So, um, according to the the Sword and the Scale article in two thousand nine, Dawn confessed to a friend that David had hurt her several times. Um, but she, she always forgave him and understood it was a very stressful time. I didn't see that in any other source. Huh. But I guess a friend like said that she did say that before. It's okay, he beats me. He's just stressed. He's just stressed out. Ladies and men, if you're getting hit, don't give a shit. Get out of there. Yeah. Um, so the restaurant opened in October of 2009. Um, but Dawn was partying hardcore at this point. How so she was we drinking, jogging? she was doing drugs, she was just always kind of out of it. Was she on coke? Which I don't, I think, yeah, I mean, cocaine comes into play. But um, for anybody who's ever worked in a restaurant, there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of drugs going on. Um, I didn't do drugs, but I did drink a lot when I was a waitress. Um, I never did drugs because I'm really scared of the law. Um, but I drank significantly when I was a waitress. So it makes sense that they partied pretty hardy. Yeah, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. <laughs> um, and then she apparently refused to get help for the drinking problem, okay. and he was embarrassed by her. He was embarrassed by her? Yes. Because he has this restaurant that's doing very well. well that's probably why you of... hit her. I mean, Jesus. That's a good reason. <laughs> Sarcasm, people. Don't ever hit, Sarcasm. Don't ever hit your your spouse. Or yeah, your... just beat your dogs. No, don't beat your dogs. Don't beat anyone. What am I supposed to beat? A pillow. My meat? Oh, my gosh. Okay, off topic. Sorry. There's this place in Virginia Beach. Yeah, where you can break things yes! and do stuff. I know you told me. I didn't know if I told you that, but yeah. I want to go someday. Well, you told me. And you pay for, like, like dishes that you can just throw on the ground and stomp on them and break them. And I threw it on the ground. But you have to go in there alone, obviously. Yeah. But you know how I feel Wear about breaking things. I love it. Yeah. You broke me. You broke my heart. <laughs> uh, moving on. You broke my heart. Moving on. And broke okay. my soul. Moving on, Jason. So what happened next? Well, uh, someone died. There's a bunch of fucking stories that happen now. Ooh. Not fucking stories. Oh, I thought we were gonna get into my sources. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is um, the original story. On October 18th, they went to dinner at California Pizza Kitchen. Damn that California Pizza Kitchen and their cheap ass pizzas and small. They're not tiny cheap pizzas. at all. They are. They're expensive the, the, pizzas. The word I want to use is racist, so I can't say it, but they're they're a little stingy on the Oh my the, god the meat. Jason. What? You did not. Say what? Stingy. Okay. Stingy. It's fine. It's fine. It's cool. Um but no, they're they're ridiculous. They're like fourteen dollars for like a yeah. for like an eight inch. No chicken. Um, so he dropped her off at home and then went back to work. Later that night, he found out she was gone. He went to bed after taking an Ambien. Oh. His wife did Product placement. <laughs> Ambien. <laughs> um, his wife did not turn up the next day, so he tried to call and text and call and text and call and text throughout the day. Yeah. He did not report her missing because after two weeks, he received a text from Dawn saying she was okay and that she was with a friend. 
Um, she just chilling at the Holiday Inn. I mean, maybe getting really high with Snoop Dogg. Oh. Um, he also said that he he spoke um, to her on the phone while he was picking up his daughter Jackie from the airport. Ah. Yeah. So he like is saying like, oh, you know, I've been in contact with her. She's around. Um, she just needs some time. David um, said to everyone that Dawn just needed some time to herself. Um, and that she came home on October 25th and told him that she really, really wanted him to leave Lomita and go to the mountains with her just to kind of get away from things. Go to the mountains with me, baby. Um, and then on the 26th, he told her that she needed to check into rehab. I need to check into rehab. Um, the following day she was gone, so that would have been the 27th, um, when asked when where Dawn had gone by, like, customers and, you know, just friends and stuff, David replied that she went to the mountains. But he also said she went to the East Coast. East Coast. And, like, to visit family. And then he also said um, that she had checked herself into rehab. Okay. So, different stories. Yes. Okay. You ready for story number two? Story number two. Okay. So, California Pizza Kitchen drops her off at home, goes back to work, comes back home. Okay. Okay. Um, or maybe, okay, so... No, they... Get your story her, straight. Dropped her off at home, and then Dawn asked David to do some cocaine with her, Ooh. and he agreed. He's like, okay, I could use a bump. I could use a bump. Keep bump. So then he goes back to work, and he is balancing the books for the restaurant, and he... Oh, that's always good on coke. <laughs> well, Let me tell you, I'm an accountant. Coke works well with books. <laughs> You've never done cocaine that I know of. I know. Um, and he noticed that money had been missing, and he suspected his wife of stealing it. And See, then, Coke makes you do the books real good. <laughs> you get that shit done. You find out your wife is stealing money from Yeah, you. and be like, holy shit, they're losing money. Um, so David confronted his wife, and they got into a very heated argument. Heated. <laughs> He's already hit her before. What's the escalation going to you, be? You're stealing money from me! Which I don't know. Okay, so if you have a business, I feel like they're going to... I don't, I don't understand people who steal money from, like, the books. Like, because you're going to get caught. No. Like, yes. Have you heard of Enron? Okay, well, Enron did get caught. and um, Not until they, they thought they were the smartest people in the room. But, I don't know. I just and feel they like, made it out. I feel like a lot of these people think that they're, they're untouchable. Yeah. But. Yeah, when you think you're a god or smarter than everybody else in the room. That's, yeah. That's why you do it. But the the spoiler alert is that uh, she was not good at it. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, if you're robbing small time, you're not very good at it. It's true. So apparently, this is David's story. This is David's second story. He snapped and restrained Dawn's arms, legs, and mouth with duct tape. Sounds good. Um, saying that he didn't want her to drive wasted and whacked out on coke and driving. Sounds responsible so far. So then he took an Ambien and went to bed. He didn't unduct tape her? Nope. Um, That's the bad part. When he woke up, he noticed that she was stiff and dead after she had choked on her own vomit. Yeah. Because if you're drinking and you're high... Yeah, you're going to I mean, that's a possibility. And you duct tape the mouth. So instead of like... Why you duct tape the mouth? Because he's probably in a secluded area. She she could scream all she wants. Maybe. I don't... Like if they were at the restaurant. I don't know where this part of California is, but California has houses that are like... It's true. It's true. Um... So, instead of, 
We'll go back to the, we'll go back to my thought later. So he put her body in a closet or in another room, according to his. Like, the sources were either she was in a closet or she was in like a guest room. Mm, so he R. Kelly'd her. <laughs> Trapped in a closet. Trapped in a closet. Um, so then later he removed her body from the closet and put her in the trunk of his car, um, and parked by the dumpster. And then there's two different stories of how she was disposed of. Okay. Okay. Um, number one, <laughs> he placed Dawn's body in a 55-gallon drum. Indeed. And boiled it slowly over four days. Okay. Reducing her to nothing but bone broth. Mmm, chili. He did cook her skull, or he did not cook her skull, and hid it in his mother's attic. Alright, that's pretty fucked up. Um, the slurried remains were then mixed with the already existing grease pit. Makes sense. It does. Um, I'm not sure... I feel like my training in this... I don't know what DNA could be extrapolated from bone broth, but if you're mixing it with a bunch of other DNA, like pig and well, beef so and stuff... Well, she works there, alright? You get a little bit of her DNA in there. It tests positive for her DNA. Well, what if a hair fell in the... It's true. Just one hair falls in the... Yeah, I don't wow. know exactly um, how, how that works or if boiling it for like that how, long. How do they quantify it? It's like, oh, that's a shit ton of DNA. But, versus, oh, that's a little bit of DNA. But how long was this grease pit... Was the grease pit there for a year? You know, like, that's a lot of grease. Yeah. Compared to... And she wasn't a big lady. Apparently, she was only, like... Well, she fit in a 55-gallon drum. Yeah, we'll say... I mean, she's probably under 150 pounds. Yeah. And a lot of that's bone. Yeah. Um, a lot of that's broth now. Yeah. So, the other story is that he backed up to the dumpster. Yeah. And just put her dumpster in in a bag and walked away, and the dump the dump truck took it, and that's that. That's how I do it. Um, to get away with it, the boiling it makes a lot more sense. But, if, depending on what your situation is. Yeah, but putting her in a dumpster in the bags is definitely the easiest way to do it. Yeah, especially if you're, like, middle of the week. Like, so, before the... Or you do it, like, middle of the week to end when the collection comes. Well, it was right so, before, like, yeah. the truck was pulling up. Yeah, so you might as well. That's fine. So, I mean, who knows where that truck took it, you know. But, ideally, you want to be in the middle of that truck's route. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it gets covered up. It's not on the top, so then when it gets dumped into the big pile, it's... Yeah. You know. So, right. you gotta know where you are in the in the truck's route. What's terrifying is when you think about, like, um, dump sites, unless that bag opens, which he said in this interview, he said that he bagged her up, like, four or five times. Yeah. So, if that bag doesn't burst open... Yeah. Nobody's ever gonna find it. Yeah. And, I mean, like... So, she's crumpled... I'm going to duct tape her in, like, half or whatever I can do. Mm-hmm. And then, like, duct tape and roll it into yeah, a Yeah, because, I mean, if then... she fits into the trunk of a car, she's already pretty compact. Yeah, and then I'm going to duct tape to make sure things don't go flying everywhere or poke holes. Like, right. you know, duct tape the fingers in, make mittens. Yeah. So, I mean, like, there's a good chance, I mean, if you think about it, the city dumps in, like, any dump, really, site, there could be bodies in there 
Well, I think they do they do a good job of keeping track of how they rotate the garbage. Yeah. For that reason. But still, yeah, no, the it's, fact it's, of you finding it is going to be... I mean, if a hand pokes out of a bag, that's one thing. But, I mean, don't get like a like a hefty white bag. But, I mean, if you get like those contractor bags that we use... Oh, yeah, they can carry Especially because shape. he was doing all these renos. So, like, that means he probably had a dumpster full of shit all the time. Yeah. Um... Okay, so those were like the, the ways that it probably happened. Okay. Um, in, two, in November of 2009, so this is a month later, Dawn was reported missing. Um, David insists that his wife had left him. Oh, yeah, she did. In a way. <laughs> Spiritually. Police, however, found several personal belongings, such as her clothing and her vehicle, um, in the like apartment or house or whatever, as well as no proof that her credit card or cell phone had ever been used again. Well, so. I mean, yeah, but yeah. Um, so missing persons. Um, so the case was first taken by missing persons because that's the way it always works. Yep. Um, there's no body, so she's missing at this point. They interviewed Todd um, Stat- Stagnito. Stagnito. Um, who told them on October 18th. Um, David had been going through receipts and realized that she was stealing money from him. He stated that he was going to kill her. Don later that night called Stagnito and said that David was upset with her. Oh, yeah. Several days later, she texted him to explain that she was leaving town to clear her head. Oh. Um, so she did text. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I guess outside of that couple of days. Um, detectives also interviewed Joe Cacasey. Um, he owned the motorcycle shop near the cafe. Um, they said that they shared a parking lot, so I guess the buildings were attached. Okay. Um, Don had previously told Joe that her husband was very controlling. Um, he said prior to her disappearance, she came to him with an envelope full of money, um, and told him to hold on to it and not to tell her husband. What? Um, and then this happened again on the night of her disappearance um, when she called him and said, hey, I have some money for you. Um, I'm going to bring it by tomorrow. And then she what? never showed up. Why is she just giving this guy money? Tell me, Molly. Well, I think I think she was just trying to hide it from him. Yeah, but shouldn't she keep on to the money that she has? Well, so this story was a little weird to me, too. Um, for a guy who just owns a store nearby and she's leaving all this cash there. Mm-hmm. Um, he but, sells coke out the back. But maybe, I mean, there is a chance that maybe she's like, um, can you just hide this? I'm trying to leave my husband. He's abusive. Can you just hold hold, hold this for me? You sell coke out the back. I'll let <laughs> you squeeze on my rack. No, I. And maybe I, I'll lick on your sack. Oh. And then maybe I'll scratch your back. <laughs> I don't know if um, maybe she was, maybe he was a dealer, but I mean the cops didn't really seem to think that was that big of a, of a deal. But <laughs> I'm thinking maybe if she came to him and was like, "Hey, like my husband's abusive. I'm gonna try to leave him. I'm storing money here a little bit at a time." It's called a bank, honey. Yeah, but. It's called a safety deposit box. Yeah. It's called. It's called Under the Lawn Gnome. But, I mean, I guess she trusted this dude. I don't know. I guess. Cause, I don't know why. Um, so <sighs> He'd be, he be owning the lube shop. <laughs> so David calls his daughter Jackie after um, hey, Don, Jackie. John just doesn't 
show up again and um, to help him with the restaurant after Dawn left him. Yes. Okay. So Jackie asked her father what happened. Um, Daddy. And then he apparently confessed that he had killed Dawn. I've killed Dawn. Stating it was an accident. It was an accident. Um, He wanted to help her. He wanted help trying to cover up her death by texting some of the friends of Dawn. So the daughter texted as Dawn a couple of friends. Can you use your girl chat powers to, <laughs> to save me? I don't know why he couldn't just do it. I mean, if you're married for that long, I mean, I could pose as you. No, you couldn't. Yes, I could. I've done Dude, it before. I'm so off the wall that you don't even know. <laughs> um, I'm so random. LOL. LOL. So not long later, um, Kathy Galvin, a waitress at the restaurant, they, they started dating. Oh. Um, she was given the same story as others that she had left. She left yeah. him. So, I mean, it's people are like, oh, that was really soon. But at the same time, like, if you're left by your wife, um, you know, you might move on decently fast, I yeah. guess. Best way to move on is get under someone new. <laughs> you know, the same is sometimes you can do it. Just go do it. What is that voice? You just get do it. It's a skit, man, man. You just gotta feel the music, man. Oh my god. Um. Skibbity doobity doop, baby. I don't like that one. Okay. <laughs> it's just over. It's just. <laughs> it's no, no more. <laughs> it's, it's, out <laughs> it's out of existence. I have forgotten how to do it. <laughs> and. So then in August 2010. Oh, the other thing about this is all the sources I had, the dates were very conflicting, so I just kind of picked one around with it. So if there's any, like, misdirections in dates, it's because all the sources have fucking different dates. Um, April 2010, so a couple months later, or almost a year later, um, Homicide took over the case, and they flew to South Carolina to speak with Jackie. Um, she had admitted that her father confessed that he killed his wife, so Jackie then called her father to let him know that she had told police everything. That's a bad move. Well. Playing both sides of the coin. Um, get you killed. So the next morning, he showed an article in the Daily Breeze to his Ooh. girlfriend, Kathy, that pointed to David as a person of interest in Dawn's disappearance. The one article I read, like, it sounded like um, it was written in this magazine and then um, his girlfriend showed him. But the one that makes more sense is that the Daily Breeze, you know, like, he showed his girlfriend, hey, like, look, I'm a person of interest. Yes. Um, And so he he ends up confessing everything to her. He apologized to Kathy and said that it was an accident and that he was not coming back. Yes. Um, She ends up in a car with him, and he is, like, flying down the highway, and she's like, please don't kill me, please don't kill me, you know. Um, so he gets to a, um, this place called Palos Verdes, and I guess it's like cliffs. Okay. Um, and they said some of the cliffs are between 50 and 100 feet. Um, so he jumps off an 80 foot cliff, but he survived. 80 foot drop. And he's now wheelchair bound. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he was arrested in March of 2011, um, like literally like he was in the hospital and he confessed, um, police spent time tearing off the concrete in the remodeled restaurant, but didn't find anything. And that's kind of where his story about him boiling her came from was the hospital. 
Um, but mm. then whenever he did the interview for CBS or whatever that show was on CBS, um, that's when he said that he backed up to the dumpster and just dumped her in there. Maybe it was a bit of both. He could have been extraordinarily high on painkillers, and like it was a fantastical story of I boiled my wife alive. Mm-hmm. Or not alive, she was dead. I'm sorry. Um, during the trial, Jackie stated that her father used to joke about cooking bodies as the best way to dispose them. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, he drunkenly... Well, he was a chef, so... Yeah. I mean, that... True. He drunkenly admitted to tying up Dawn and that her body would never be found. Yeah. In March of 2012, he was convicted of 15 to life um, for second-degree murder. Second degree? Um, so, a couple of things with that one. Do you think that... What do you think became of Dawn. She did. Well, yes, but you think she was in the dumpster or do you think he boiled her? Uh, dumpster. Dumpster? Yeah. Because I think you probably misimagine uh, if you're high on painkillers or whatever, yeah. you probably... I cooked up a body! That's, that's making noise when you do that. I cooked up a body and it's melting away! <laughs> I don't know why you're doing your old lady voice for that. He was a middle-aged dude. I cooked up a body, and it's melting away. (laughs) Um, So, just a little bit more extra here. Um, So, he was found guilty of second-degree murder, like I said. And for people who do not know the degrees of murder, this I'm going to explain them to you very, very, very quickly. So, first-degree murder, do you know what that is? That's, we found the body, and you definitely did it. No. First degree murder is intentional and planned, premeditated. Yes. Okay. So you have a plan to kill somebody. Yeah. So if he would have been like, I'm going to kill my wife tonight. Yeah. That is first degree murder. Yeah. Second degree. Is passion. Yes. Um, that's, that's one of them. But it's killing intent, intentionally but not planned. So a crime of passion usually is you catch your husband cheating on you and you shoot him. Why a husband cheating? <laughs> Like it be a wife cheating. It could be the other way around. Or it could be or that could be a husband, you're, husband cheating. Um, you're at a bar and somebody pisses you off and then you beat them to death. You know, so, like, it's bursts of, you don't plan to kill that person, but you do it maliciously. What happens if you're going to an orgy and then your wife's there and you planned to kill everybody in that orgy except your wife? Is that second degree on your wife? And first degree on everybody else, or is that first degree on everybody? Well, you you were doing first degree murder, so you were planning to kill everybody in the building. No, I was planning to kill all the dudes there. Okay, well then, why did you kill your wife? Because that's second degree. She was there. That was crime and passion. You could you could argue that. I mean, a lawyer probably would. I mean, after you get twenty counts of yeah. first degree, it doesn't matter. But... Um, and then third degree is also called manslaughter. Yep, hit him with a car. This does change from um, state to state depending. Yep. Um, consult your local um, criminal penal code. Penal. Ah. Um, this includes voluntary manslaughter and involuntary manslaughter. There is a difference. I'm not going to get into that. And then capital murder is a death penalty. So if they say, like, you're on trial for Cruel capital murder... unusual punishment towards, <laughs> not necessarily. Towards, towards the person. Not necessarily, because certain states don't have the death penalty, uh, yes. so you'll never be charged for capital murder. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times they'll say, like, we're going after the capital murder charge, yeah. which means if he's, if he's found guilty, death is on the line. Yeah. 
So that is um, all of the notes I have Ooh. for Steve Viens. Viens. Viens got the second degree murder However for, quote, boiling his wife. <laughs> it was gross. I mean. He got 15 to life for boiling his wife. <laughs> they had marital strife. I also want to note that right he now. He cut her with a knife. Jason has a pillow on his head and it's one of those. Hey, yo, what hey, yo. Why? Don't do that. I'm Native American. I can do it. Oh, my God. Um, so he has a pillow that has the sham that is in the middle, and he is wearing it like he's a pharaoh right now. I am the pharaoh. The pharaoh god. Bring me the slab. Okay. So, before you go into your thing. Okay. What's your thing? I want to do my thing. Okay. What's your thing? Okay. So, um, today I was talking to Kayla at work, and yeah. she said that she saw this fun thing where you go through... Um, without cheating, without cheating, you're going to put your phone, like your music, like Spotify, on shuffle, and you got to list the five songs that shuffle, and I know you have some weird fucking shit on Spotify, so go to all liked songs. One minute. My phone is charging. I'll be back. do 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 Alright, so okay. you say Spotify. Yeah, and then go to liked songs. Alright, one second. You do have likes. You like songs, don't you? I do. Okay. Not as much as I should. Okay, so you're going to hit shuffle play. And then tell us what it is. This is Go Hard or Go Home by Wiz Khalifa. Okay, next. Next song. We're not going to like... Really... How do I do, how okay, do I just next? Just hit this. Oh. And then, yeah. It's Bad, Bad, Bad by Lil Baby and Young Thug. Okay, next. And then No Juice by said name Boozy Badass. Next. And then four is Heartless by The Weeknd. Because, you know, I love me some Weeknd. And this is his comeback track, so we love it. Five is... Get down on the ground by Gilly the Kid. Oh, man. So I don't know if this is going to work for me. Um, so I'm just going to read what they are in order. Because I'm. we're recording this on my phone. Get down on the ground. So the song that I currently have on there is um, Diary of Jane by Breaking Benjamin. But that doesn't count because that's the song I was listening to. Okay, okay, okay. Um, okay, so the first five... In my queue, yes, queue is "I Still" by the Backstreet Boys. Yeah. Okay. Just tonight by the Pretty Reckless. Okay. I like that song. <laughs> London Beckon songs about money, written by Machines, by never, Panic the Disco. Never heard of that song. Yes, you have. You've heard okay, it a pro- lot. Probably. Yes. You are in love by T Swizzle. Who's T Swizzle? Taylor Swift. Who's Taylor Swift? Who's Taylor Swift? Anyway, ugh. Ew. Ew. Gross. Ew. And then Keep On Keeping On featuring Brennan Urie by Travi McCoy, who, if you do not know who that is, he's from Gym Class Heroes. I like girls. They like me. So I think they that so mine was a little bit. In mine was a little bit more eclectic. Not by much, but you yours was all rap. One? Yeah, but I, I normally don't like songs because they cycle through. Yeah, that's true. So. Um. 
So it would be Tech Nine. It would be Kevin Gates. It would be uh, ZZ Top. ZZ Top, and uh, you know, you like a mixture of everything. Yeah, you you have Volby. a very yes. You have a very um. Benny Benassi. Okay, so what do you want to talk about? All right, so I want to talk about. What did I want to talk about? Hey, I think we never did. Did we do your favorite accents of mine? I don't know. I don't think we did. What are your top favorite Hive accents that I do? Okay, so. And why? Some of them have names. Some of them do have names. (laughs) Some of them do not. Okay, so my favorite of all times is Dorothea. Dorothea! During Jason's study of history. It was of psychology. Psychology, yes. I did something important and shit, and Jason was trying to remember the name. So, clearly it didn't work, because number one, Dorothea Dix was not British, nor was she um, Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, I'm doing whatever the hell I want. Dorothea Dix Whenever is... I feel like it. Dorothea Dix was very important in American history, for um, mental health. Mental health! <laughs> Which clearly Jason needs some help with. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes, um, but indeed. this one, yeah, we were studying for a, his psych test and he was really trying to remember and he was having a hard time and he invented this one. And his mom was laughing so hard in the kitchen that I thought she was going to fall on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's like pretty early when we started dating because you were still in college. Yeah, that was early. Um, okay, so that one is my favorite. I really like um, your um, Enrique Iglesias joke one when you sing hero. I can be your hero. No, 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 the high pitch one. I can be your hero, baby. <laughs> I can kiss away the pain. Oh yeah. He also does that to Gloria Estefan. Come on, shake your body, baby, do the conga. No, you can control yourself any longer. Come on, shake your body, baby, do the conga. No, you can control yourself any longer. Yes. Okay. Um let's do two more. Okay. You're a very old man voice. I don't know if I can pull it off. Cause the last thing I pulled off was a finger. And the doctors couldn't put it back on. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm trying to think of my, my last favorite I'm one. losing digits as we speak. <laughs> no, no, okay. So this one was funny because one time we were in Eaton Park, which is a Pittsburgh type of restaurant. And <laughs> we would go there often because it's, it's, like, um, it's like a Denny's. And <laughs> there was this, this old couple, like old, like 90s. And then there was like a wife and then I guess her sister or her friend or something. And the guy just looked like he wanted to just die on the spot. Like, please, God, smite me now. And Jason is like, um, what did you say? You said something in that voice. You were like, oh, just please let me die. I can't live with this anymore. And it reminded me of the Adam Sandler skit whenever... um, Somebody kill me, please. (laughs) No, like whenever um, Chris Farley is the the wife and she's just so annoying. I don't, I don't see it's that really funny, and that's what it reminded me of. Um, 
last one. I don't think your Mickey one is as good as you think it is, but you always say really funny shit. <laughs> it's not good, but I'm working on it. <laughs> you touched me in my no-no square. <laughs> um, so that's that. I always enjoy Jason's um, accents. Yes, they're fun. The coming up week, we have some big life movements. Um, we are bowel movements. Life movements. Bowel. We are closing on a new house here Yay! in Virginia Beach on Tuesday. Tuesday. So it's going to be a crazy couple of days. First week. We're going to record a podcast sometime between now and Thursday of next week, and um, make sure we can get everything in there. Yeah, we'll get everything in there. Is there anything else you would like to say, Jason? You know what, baby? I'm going to treat you right. I'm going to take you to Sizzler tonight. Mm. We're going to get drinks this time. (laughs) I'm going to get you an ice cold sweet tea. And you going to make love to me. That doesn't work because all restaurants are closed inside right now. You know what? You're closed inside (laughs) right now. Oh dear. Oh my oh dear. goodness, that was the best hollering tootin' joke that I ever did make. So, um, if you enjoyed this, which I don't know who's enjoying this at this point. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> we're having fun. Yeah, we're um, having fun. If you enjoy this, you know, we you can go onto a our website well, our our web pages on all the social medias. Um, it's the Pretty Crazy Podcast pretty much on every single form of on everything. social media. Um, we do have an email address, thepreettycrazypodcast at gmail.com. Um, if you have suggestions of what you want to hear, like I said, I asked Amanda. Like voices that Jason wants to do. Yeah. Like if you want me to be the monster or something like that. Or Cousin It. You kind of sounded like um, like Dean from Supernatural when you did that. That deep, you like... Know. I've seen some shit. Maybe a little too deep. Sam, I've seen some shit. <laughs> Sammy. Sammy boy. Speaking of Sammy. Come to me, Sammy. Where's the cat? <laughs> Sammy, where are you? Um, and then, yeah, so if you have any requests or anything, I do have a list of things um, that I have going. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I have a request. I have a request. What? Can you shut the fuck up? I'm kidding. Love you. <sighs> Love y'all. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay, well, we'll talk to y'all next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.